Rise above, train hard, dream big. The RTD Podcast with Tam and Dez. Today we're going to be talking about rest, recovery, and injury. Now, we have different opinions on this one, just different lifestyles. Like, for me, I'm not a heavy, like, planner, rigid, if this is how I need to do my workouts this day, this day, and that day, and this is my rest day. I'm more of, like, intuitive training. Mm -hmm. So I could work out six days in a row, and on that seventh day, a friend calls for lunch or whatever it is, and I'm like, yeah, I'm taking my rest day. I'm going to go do that. I just find for me personally, I'm rigid enough in my fitness routine where I'm at the gym unless I have any something else to do. Like, I, I live there. I'm always there. Yeah, you just listen to your body. Yeah. Probably. And I've definitely had those periods where I'm a little more intuitive and I just go with the flow. Like, you know, one week I have three workouts and four rest days. Um and other times I'll have like five workouts and two rest days. Um, but for me, a lot of the time, like rest is definitely programmed. And I think that's because I'm so like passionate about programming, like exercise programming that I'm like, okay, this is when the workout has to be like, this is when the rest days are. Um, but I do think rest is one of those things that is not paid attention to enough. Mm. Um, especially for people that have, more serious goals or even people that you know maybe got to a point where they're feeling bad about their you know current body composition right so they go all in and that's a really bad approach to have yeah um and i i see this all the time right and i call them the resolutioner i call it the resolutioner rush because it's always january Mm -hmm. right you get these people for two months they're like all gung-ho five days a week and then they all of a sudden fall off the board map yeah um and i think i think programming rest in or having more of an intuitive approach is a good way to go about it like you need rest even in like the bodybuilding world where things are way more intense rest is programmed yeah and it's it's something that's often overlooked like we think we don't need to but for our bodies to adapt properly, rest is needed. Absolutely. Um, I think the thing where I don't schedule in my rest days, and for some people that might be more like me, is it's, it's more of a lifestyle thing for me. Like, I don't plan my days around my workouts. It's just something that I do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm not, you know, I'm not one to say, oh, no, sorry, I can't hang out with you tonight because I have to go to the gym. Well, I do say that because I'm a trainer and I work there. So a lot of times I have to be at the gym. But if it's for my own workout, there's definitely wiggle room in there because I just know that I'm going to get it in. It's a priority for me. Uh, And then when I am scheduling rest days out for my clients, I'm, I'm like, okay, these are our three or four workouts this week. If you can't make it on these specific days, you can move the days around. Just make sure you don't do those same workout back to back within the same like 24 hour time period mm-hmm. and make sure you're getting in your three or four workouts and as long as you're taking those days in there as needed that's good um, where we do run into trouble though is um when you give people a little bit of freedom like that where i'm like okay these are your four days to work out if you want to squeeze an extra workout in yeah sure go ahead and then you open up their training program and they have worked out monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and it's just like they haven't had a rest day in three weeks four weeks Exactly, that all-in mentality. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, it's, I won't say it's bad to have an all-in mentality, but it is in the sense 
if you don't take a break because you're going to burn out eventually. And it will stunt your gains. 100%. Yeah. Rest, uh, like your growing is done a lot of the times when you're sleeping and when you are resting. Um, So if you're in the gym grinding seven days a week for the last three months, like you could be doing yourself a disservice. Exactly. Like if you haven't been, or if you haven't been seeing changes, whether it's in your body composition, your strength, your muscle gains, I can almost guarantee you rest is one of the things that's holding you back. Yeah. Um, And whether that's resting within your workout, like set wise, because I know I have a lot of clients, you know, they're just super pumped to like be working out and we'll finish a set and they're like, okay, what's next? And I'm like, it's been five seconds. Whoa, whoa. Like take it back. (laughs) And it could be, but like, and it's a, it's something that I've had to kind of explain to a lot of people and I understand it because I've been there myself like you know I'm that like type a personality like let's go oh yeah and it's hard sometimes to rest especially if you're doing strength to rest three minutes in between a set I'm sitting there like oh my god like what am I yeah and like that's just like opening the doors for someone to come talk to you which I hate when I'm working out (laughs) but you're like Oh man, that three minute long break took. It 10. is long. No, like it's a, it's sometimes hard, but yeah, something you got to understand is if your goals are a little more serious. Like if you're just going for general fitness, like just trying to feel healthy, not overly essential. Um, but you know, if you are serious about you know changing your body composition, putting on size, putting on mass, rest is gonna be one of those top contributors yeah and there was definitely a time in my life in my training where my rest days were my hardest days because (laughs) I wanted to be at the gym so bad Um, like sometimes I would even go for two workouts in one day and then I couldn't work out for a day or two because it was my rest day and I was like oh this is awful but I mean that happens when you're super into something right and what you got to realize, too, is if you have that, like, I was the same way, you know, like, two two a days. Yeah. And then maybe one rest day. Um, it's going to lead to burnout or injury because you're putting so much... Because when we work out, we're putting stress on our body. Yeah. Right? So that's just stress after stress after stress. And eventually, that stress is going to catch up to you yeah. and it's going to snap. <laughs> Yeah, it could be emotional too, like stress, energy, mm-hmm. and motion is our emotions. Um, it can come out in lots of different ways. Fatigue, um, maybe you're not, like you've hit a plateau in your weight and you, like you're eating properly and you think that you're doing everything, but that weight just doesn't seem to be moving. Um, that's a good sign that you need a break. Absolutely. Take a break for a week and you come back and you'll hit some PRs, like you'll be stronger than you've ever been. I think this is one where you really need to listen to your body. Like... If all of a sudden your workouts, you know, feel like a, like a task almost, yeah. right? Like it feels really difficult to get through them. That's probably a signal that you need to recover. Yeah. I, I actually just saw this recently in one of my clients who's been working so hard, 
no real break. And like, it's a difference between a rest day and a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, breaks are different too. So like this client was definitely taking rest days, but hadn't taken a break. And mm-hmm. I started to see it um, in the mental aspect of training. Like, the um, yeah, like not hitting a PR or not getting any badges that work out or just not actually going backwards in weight. So like what they could lift last week, they were they couldn't even move the bar this week. And to me, I know exactly what that is. It's yeah. time for a break. Not exactly. just a rest day, but like a week or two off. And then I actually did give my client a break, uh, a full week off the gym. And they're like, Whoa, what? Well, I'm going to lose my momentum. And then fear sets in. So I yeah. think a lot of people refrain from taking breaks because they're worried if they take a break, then they're not going to make their way yeah. back there into the gym. There goes gains. Yeah. And there's actually, there's so much literature out there. Um, like I'm actually part of a community right now that has like does literature reviews and whatnot that it takes quite a while for you to actually lose muscular strength and like muscle in general. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, they did this study on, it's always college age men. Unfortunately, most studies are done on, <laughs> but anyway, they did the study and I think it was over a month of doing absolutely nothing, like very little weight training that they actually finally started to see like a decrease in muscle. Yeah. Um, and it, but that was a full month. And sometimes people are so afraid, like, Oh my God, if I take one day off, like I'm going to lose all my gains. That's not how it works. No. Um, just, just, it's just the, uh, just, if you, you know what, just I'll tell you what, um, put your hair back and then in the middle of the, like when, when, when she's talking, just kind of naturally do it. Okay. And then, yeah, just cause then that way there's no, there's no obvious difference. Okay, I'll do that. So just back up a little bit. You were talking about um, after a certain period of time, yeah, that was only weeks. when when they started to mm. notice that they were losing muscle. So if you say that again, and then you can kind of jump in if you want to jump in, and then just kind of... Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, when they did this study, um, I think it was something like a month is when they finally started to see a little bit of muscle loss. But that's a long period of time. And, like, people just tend to think that, oh, if I miss one day, like, I'm screwed. Right? And that's not how it works. Like, you got to think about it even in a sense of, like, think about weight gain. Like, you don't put on 100 pounds overnight. Like, that doesn't work like that, right? And it's the same with losing, right? Like, even when you break a limb, right? Like, say if you've ever broken your arm or leg, um, it takes a long time, like, when you're in that cast to actually lose like for your muscle to atrophy right yeah and the body is amazing like it's capable of so many amazing things and when you lose muscle mass it's very different than you not having it in the first place because Mm -hmm. muscle memory is a thing it is and if you've already had the muscle mass and so you've lost it um so you're sitting at the same amount of muscle percentages as like a brand new lifter who'd never been in the gym you walk in, you having that muscle memory are going to see results way faster mm-hmm. than the person that has to go through and actually grow those gains from fresh. So it's not as awful as you might think if you've taken like two months off a gym. It's like really... No. Yeah. And this maybe this is a tip for some of those people who are maybe like myself who are a little type A and just feel like you can't sit still. Do You can do what's called an active rest day. So if you're like a heavy weight lifter throughout most of the week 
an active rest day could look like you know going for a walk or going for a bike ride or i tell people do some mobility because mm. mobility is one of those things that we super ignore just like stretching right like flexibility we ignore it all the time so i say like if you're one of those people that just literally cannot sit still do what's called an active rest day just make it not elicit the same response right because doing mobility exercises is not going to elicit the same response as lifting heavy weights is right yeah and they are so important like mobility and weightlifting i mean take a squat for example oh yeah say you just don't have very good ankle mobility well now your whole entire squat form sucks because of your ankle mobility so take the time off take those rest days to improve your ankle mobility and by doing so you've you can improve your squat. It's They're all related, all of these things. And then another thing too with mobility, especially as we age, if you don't use it, you start to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, just even take driving for example, say you're driving down the street and you go to do a shoulder check. You know, when you're 20, you start off like, you can look all the way back and then 30, it's like almost, and 40, you're halfway, and then 50, you're like, <laughs> side eye. <laughs> you know, like checking lanes like this, and you probably like shouldn't be driving at 70 because you have such poor mobility through your neck that you can't see, and even eye mobility. That's another thing that I had been working on with one of my clients is just having your head straight and then looking over as far as you can, and like, like your eye sockets are also little muscles, right? You need to work that. Like, try it. Look straight and look as far left as you can. You can feel that strain on your eye. Can't say I've ever even considered that, but... (laughs) It's true. It's a thing. And it's like that with every single muscle group in our body, right? If you don't use it, you lose it. So, yeah. Interesting. And I think with injuries, especially, um, if, like, say you tear a rotator cuff in your 20s and you know you have that injury, so you've conditioned yourself to move in a way where you're not going to aggravate that, mm-hmm. and then that injury is healed, and you continue to move in that form because you once had an injury there. Yeah. 10 years can go by, and then all of a sudden you don't have that mobility through your shoulder because of your injury that has been gone for 20 years. You're just mm-hmm. moving in a different way through life. Well, and that's kind of like a point we were talking about is, like, recovery or injury, it doesn't mean stop. Yeah. It just means we might need to change the intensity at which we're doing things, right? Huge topic, And yeah. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to dive more into that <laughs> one and stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> um, but I think we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about injuries and how and when you should come back after that. Yeah, sounds so, good. Stay tuned. Welcome back. We're going to deep dive on the topic of injuries. Stir up the controversy. This is my favorite topic. (laughs) Yeah, you've got a pretty good clientele base with recovering from injuries and chronic injuries. Yeah, chronic pain injuries. I took a real, like, interest in the whole rehabilitation field um, because I was getting lots of clients that had certain injuries, and so I came became a little more passionate about it and this is one of those topics that I won't say grinds my gears but I just I like to I like to talk about it because I find I won't say our medical system is flawed but I think it is sometimes um like I personally feel that personal training 
should be more included like in benefits you know people get physio and chiro and stuff like that covered but pt is never covered and where i see this big problem is people come to me and i have a pretty like in-depth um assessment you know i ask a lot of questions like what's your past history and almost everybody has some type of lingering injury Mm. right and it's like okay well what did you do like what was the injury what caused the injury we go through all that and then it's like you know what did you do to recover from it oh you know I did the six weeks of physio and yeah that's it right and then it's they're they're probably coming to me 10 years after they've done that physio and I'm like oh my gosh so there's like this like huge gap where you know it's great that they do that physio but then they just stop completely and either the injury regresses back or it gets worse yeah and then so then here I'm standing here like okay now I gotta try and reverse what's been done and a lot of the time it's honestly out of my scope of practice but I'm like well I'm gonna do my best to either strengthen what's around it or you know like see if we can work on mobility and move better um and you know one of my biggest knocks on the medical system is rotator cuff injuries I hate everybody comes to me and they're like yeah I got a rotator cuff injury and I hate the doctors this is what doctors will say and I've been there because I I too had a rotator cuff injury and they'll say like oh you tore your rotator cuff okay well there's four muscles in there there's about 18 million ligaments like tendons what did this person hurt and they they don't have like there's no deep dive into it right it's just oh you tore your rotator cuff well that's great so then I've gotten to the point where I literally have to like I assess the people like okay well, is your movement limited this way? Is it limited this way? Like this way? And then that tells me, because I know enough about anatomy, where the issue probably is, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, I why I ask these questions to clients is because then I'm going to structure the whole workout around weak points. Mm-hmm. And I feel like clients love and hate me for this one, right? Yeah. They hate me because it's so difficult and they feel really, like I have to, a lot of people actually struggle mentally, right? Like it, it'll be something like I'll make them do a lateral raise and they can barely lift an eight pound weight and they feel like, you know, they're just so weak. Yeah. And like, but you got to understand that, you know, you've taken all this time where you haven't focused on it. So it's no doubt that you wouldn't be able to lift something heavy. Like just celebrate the small wins like celebrate the fact you're even able to do that you know some people couldn't even use a resistance band and do that yeah right um and yeah this is my knock on injuries is there's a real big gap between the rehabilitation and then what yes totally and then like say you do have like you're in that gap where you have had your injury and you go to physio and you're you've got the all clear from the physio Uh, And your doctor said you could start working out again. You start hitting the gym and you feel a little bit of discomfort there where your injury was. So now you stop or you say, well, I'm not training shoulders because I have a shoulder injury. And then five years goes by, you meet with a trainer 
Um, I'm ready to go. I'm, you know, any previous injuries? Oh yeah, just a shoulder in the trainer. I looked at the chart like five years ago. Should be good. We get into working out and it's like, oh, my shoulder's bugging me. And it's like, is it? Yeah. Is and it really bugging you or is it like a mind muscle? Oh, thing? it is. And this <laughs> is, I think this is why my clients love and hate me for this kind of stuff. Is because if someone's like, oh, you know, this is really hurting my shoulder. I'm like, okay, answer me this. Is it excruciating pain? Like, you know, like sharp shooting pain or is it just like a dull uncomfortable like uncomfortable pain oh it's the second one okay cool well we're still we're going then like yeah we're not stopping you do you have to listen to your body obviously like for me too like I have a lot of old injuries that come back to haunt me and I know exactly where they all are and like say for example I'm setting up to do a squat and I know my lower back is sensitive I protect my lower back with my mind Mm -hmm. I just kind of like, just like you do with your mind muscle connection when you're trying to target certain muscle groups. Like I know where my weak spots are and I somehow like reinforce them with my mind muscle connection. And the thing with injuries is injuries, again, we said this earlier in the episode, it doesn't mean stop. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously for some injuries, there's going to be more recovery time versus other ones. So like if you rupture your Achilles tendon, okay, well, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing burpees or anything for a while right um but versus a small muscle tear right like you know a small muscle tear you might be able to work through that right but that's the problem kind of with the system is like we're told to slow down and maybe even stop doing what we're doing yeah and this could like this is where the controversy comes in I'm like yeah totally like there's a there's a point right like I am an injury factory and I feel like this is why I can speak about this like I've I've broken my back I've broken my arm I've friggin blew my knee out like I've done pretty much everything you you've regenerated like you... I've twisted my ankle yeah. so many times I might as well have broken it <laughs> um and I've been on both sides of the fence where I'm like you know hardcore like screw it let's play through it right and that was dumb yeah um so there's that. a point like you know if you do really injure yourself you might need to take it back a step like when I did my ankle I hurt it in a baseball tournament and I wanted to keep continue playing so I just wrapped it up popped some t3s and I'm like good to go well by the end of the weekend I was on crutches yeah that (laughs) really didn't pan out in my favor so there's like a point you don't like if you're a high performance athlete you might have to make that decision like are you gonna finish what you're doing or are you gonna because there's a chance that you could put yourself in a worse position if you keep pushing it um but then there's also you know the other side of things where if it's a small injury maybe you should continue training just at a lower intensity lighter weight type of thing right um and I I think I even saw there's somebody I follow on Instagram who he's I think his name's like Squat University or something he has a lot of very like good information and he said uh, a lot of the time with ankle injuries if they're not super severe you should still be moving on it yeah right and one thing that we do in the gym and we do with our sports training is we are injuring ourselves every day we're putting our body through tons of stress and that is the point of it so at what point does that stress become an injury it's different for different people i mean like you look at a pro athlete and you look at all of their injuries that they've had throughout their career, and it's like a laundry list of injuries. And if you think for a second that 
any one of those injuries could put out any normal person Mm -hmm. and then you know they don't go to the gym for six months because they have an injury like I think there is a mindset around that too is like well I'm not gonna let this injury define me and define my future exactly I'm gonna push through it and well not push through it but like work smart about it and not yeah work smarter not harder type of thing and like say you do have a goal coming up or you have a competition in a few months and you have this injury it's like you have always in the back of your head like am I going to be able to pull through am I going to be able to make this and then in the final couple weeks that's usually when you do decide like you train up until that point and then make that decision then oh exactly like Um, I I remember seeing like super hardcore and I can't remember I think it was the Olympics or it was the X Games um I don't know if you know like Mark McMorris the snowboarder Canadian snowboarder can't remember if he wiped out in like a trial run and like like cracked a couple of ribs like super bad injury but because of the like athletic team that they had there he still was able to compete but like oh like coming off of that I don't think he was doing very good no or David Goggins or just he had broken leg or something yeah Navy SEALs yeah he had like a fractured tibia or something (laughs) and was like still like running the marathon that's that's hardcore yeah and that's uh, that's I think where you gotta like ask yourself is is it worth like if it is like a hardcore injury is it worth pushing through and finishing competition or is this going to take me out for the rest of my life type of thing right because that can happen um but the other thing, you know, like I find people do is they use injuries and ex- as an excuse. And I 100%, I know this one because I've done it. Like I had a high school knee injury that I got from ba- basketball. And I remember like, you know, continuing to rate, weight train into my 20s. I'm like, ah, eh, I'll skip squats. I got a <laughs> bad knee. And that's what I see so many people, especially clients that come to me. It's like, oh, I can't do... um overhead pressing because I got a rotator cuff injury I'm like okay so we're gonna do overhead pressing (laughs) so as soon as somebody says they can't do anything I'm like so we're programming that and I I do understand there is like some limitations however when someone tells me they can't do something I'm like well I'm gonna show you you can do it yeah you you have to play around with your limitations too like for my experience too like I also have a bad knee and I know that if I do my warm-up correctly, I can get in maybe five heavy sets of something before my knee starts going twang. And then I drop my weight and I change my workout up a little bit to compensate for well, that. Well, and one of the things that I tell people um, if they have a weakness, because I've worked with so many people rehabbing from injuries, is if you have an injury, the best thing you can do is do unilateral like one-sided single-sided movements because anytime you do something like let's take something simple like a barbell bicep curl if you have a stronger arm like if you have one arm that has an injury the stronger arm is always going to take over right and that's I mean that's a hard thing to be mindful of um but it's that's just what's going to happen so I tell people like if you have an injury work on it so like for my knee injury I did a lot of, you know, like single leg movements, whether it was stability type stuff, like trying to just balance on it or, you know, single leg deadlifts or like a pistol squat. Well, guess what? I don't have a knee issue anymore. So you do have to address it, right? Because 
that other side is always going to compensate more and then you're going to be even more off balance yeah but uh i think that's about enough uh, controversial talk for today i mean i could talk about this topic forever yeah but uh i think when it comes down to it too like your injuries make sure you're not making excuses up for those injuries like make sure that they're valid ask yourself like am i you know shortchanging my workout here am i going a little bit easy on myself is this an excuse or is this an actual injury that i need to rest and recover because i'd say about nine times out of ten it's an excuse honestly and that's just my personal opinion you can disagree with me but my personal opinion is we use injuries as a an excuse to not work as hard as we can or push ourselves as hard as we can so i think rest and recovery know their importance especially if you have a higher level training goal um, and injuries just don't use them as an excuse uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of rise train dream we are found on spotify and apple podcasts as well thanks guys <laughs>